So now that you've chosen the vanity, paint, and bathroom tile, you still can't decide on the faucet. Let the Home Depot make that easier by saving $10 on the sleek, modern Moen Genta faucet. Right now, it's only 89 bucks. How's that for easy choices? The Moen Genta faucet. Now, just 89 bucks during the winter kitchen and bath event at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Vowed through March 24th while supplies last. Welcome to the Zadzooks Happy Hour. My name is Todd Stoll, and I am joined by a 25-year veteran reporter covering pop culture, video games, and technology for the Washington Times, Joseph Zadkowski. Happy holidays. Is it? Yeah. And yeah. Are, are the holidays that happy? I think half of the country isn't finding very happy this holiday. More than half of the country <laughs> isn't finding it. At least those who voted. At least those who voted. Right. We're going to talk about Suicide Squad to start out, and then we'll move into Jason Bourne, and we're going to close it out with your 2016... We'll do a Blu-ray gift, Blu gift guide this week. Exciting. And maybe next week we'll do, we're going to do toys, yeah. collectibles and action figures. Yeah, and I think next week we should also break down the top holiday... Oh, uh, yeah. That's fun. You know, films ever and rank them that would be fun yeah because then you know people will hate us for our right. decisions so suicide squad let's get right into it yeah uh i thought it was pretty good you the the joker was a distraction mm -hmm. not an enhancement to the movie even though i understand they had to show the background of harley quinn and understand for people who have no idea who harley quinn is she's the um psycho love interest the codependent love interest of the joker in dc comics batman world and she's a very popular character in comic books and in cartoons and anywhere else you go so her introduction into this movie was probably the best thing in the movie yeah as far as i'm concerned mm -hmm. i didn't mind jared leto's joker at all i thought he had the laugh down he had the mannerisms down it was a. It, I wouldn't mind seeing that character uh, go against uh, Ben Affleck's Batman. Yeah, but was he really that good? I mean, let's go over the really great Jokers: Jack Nicholson, Heath Ledger, even Caesar Romero. I thought <laughs> at any given moment, <laughs> okay, had had. I mean, the guy was kind of a one-trick gangsta pony, you yeah. know, and and he was more. He was more defined by what he was wearing than what he was saying. I liked the uh, cast of misfits he had with him and what and their the outfits. The guys in the outfits. Okay, and that's the outfits because that was very funny. classic. I thought the scene in the club was yes. probably the most twisted yeah. of the bunch. Yep. Um, with with Harley dancing, and I won't give too much away by saying that. Right. Um, There's a. And much to the chagrin of many people, supposedly there's some scene somewhere where the Joker smacks around Harley Quinn, which is never, ever shown, even in the extended cut. Yeah, I, I mean, if you were on some sort of other planet at the time, 
there was a lot of issues around Jared Leto's surprise on how little he felt he was in the film. Right. Uh, and I, I don't, I, I disagree with that. I don't think, I think he, his character came in and out where it was necessary. But if they th- put more of him in there, it almost, it'll take away, it really would have taken away. I mean, it wouldn't have been the Suicide Squad the, movie. It would have been a Joker movie featuring the Suicide Squad. That's right. Um, so we're diving too deep. Why don't you tell us about what the movie is? Who, who are these people? So right? these are the worst of the worst, uh, hired, hired is a loose term, forced to join a project. Like the Dirty Dozen. The Dirty Dozen. Right. Um, and they're essentially sent out to try to do good using their various skills. And so you right. have... Deadshot, who's played by Will Smith, and Deadshot can't miss. He's an expert at firing any sort of weapon that has a bullet. Right. Um, and his character is very heavily focused in this film. You have Harley Quinn, who, again, we just spoke about. Her character is very is a big focus of the film. You have Captain Boomerang, by my uh, least favorite actor at this particular moment, Jai Courtney. Now, why is that? He ruined Die Hard for me. When he played McLean's son. Oh, that's why I remember him. Yeah, that, that, that killed it for me. Um, he is a master thief who wields knives and has a thing for uh, Boomerangs. Pink, pink ponies and throwing... Unicorns. Unicorns and throwing um, uh, knife-style boomerangs. And in the comic book, he is a complete goofball. If you have not seen him in the comic book, he kind of wears this blue costume right. with little boomerangs on it, yeah. and kind of. But it's I, pretty I, weird. I mean, he's there's definitely that air of him still being kind of a goofball. He's um, definitely a goofball in yeah. this movie. You have, uh, man, let's see the the Killer Croc. Killer Croc, who who it's he's less crocodile, more skin condition. Yeah. Kind of a I mean, guy. he looks like a crocodile, and but his big thing is is he lives underground, and, in the sewers, and, and the he's sewers, a, and he's a cannibal, and he's a cannibal, right? Um, you also have um, Rick Flag, Rick Flag, which who I, is a staple of Suicide Squad since the 1950s. I did not care for the casting of Rick Flag. Anything Joel Kinnaman is in. He reminds me too much of his detective character in The Killing, and it's impossible to break him from that character. There's also some weird parts where, in particular, if they're on a helicopter, uh, when he's shouting, it just sounds, his dialogue sounds very forced. Right. You know, he. It, it, I just, I didn't care for it. Um, Let's you, see, there's, there's Slipknot. For, who has approximately 30 seconds of screen time, which is, which so, is another beef I've got with this movie. Okay. It's all. It's like random characters thrown in, and then oh, 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 shoot! We don't know what we're gonna do with this guy. I would have loved if he had stuck around, but I, I see the purpose of why. I just don't know why they used him that way because it's a well-known, you know, character actor playing him. Yes, and I would have liked to have seen where that could have gone. My favorite character, which I think everyone would agree with, seeing this is El Diablo. Or, he was or pretty cool. Diablo. Right. Um, which is essentially the embodiment of hell. He and, summons flames. And he at summons will. flames at will. And he's awesome. Uh, you have the witch, 
the enchantress the enchantress um, who, who ends up being the, the bad, villain the villain and, and you know she she starts out as sort of this quasi and i, I i'll tell you i thought she was going to be the best character I thought at the beginning, I really liked how cool they presented this character and in her origins, and then she just ends up being this one-dimensional, mm-hmm. uh, bad guy, yeah. and it just ends up for me, I'm still trying to get a handle on what I just saw. I mean, what I saw was like a bunch of character bios and a half-assed mission, and yeah. the question I have is, I understand that like Superman was dead. But there were... Didn't I see Flash in this movie? Spoiler, by the way. No. Um, you see the Flash for about five seconds. Right. Couldn't he have helped? Yeah. Batman? Batman. Couldn't he have helped? Yeah. Was he busy? Well, he was busy sitting at home. Right. Doing nothing. Okay. Um, there. Uh, my issue with it, and we talked about this before we started recording. Wait, wait, I'm going to, one more thing before you get in it. And there's a character called Katana, who's a, um, a, a swordsmith, swordswoman. Right. And her um, sword. And her sword captures the souls of those who were she, killed by it. Yeah. That is an awesome concept presented for roughly five seconds. <laughs> you never, they never play that out. Other than the fact that just before the final scene, you can see her talking to the sword, and you right. can see it smoking, kind of like with this right. aura around. But it. you got to watch the movie three times to yeah. even know what that means. Yeah. Yep. So my issue is is the character introductions. The movie starts out, and boom, you are immediately on Deadshot, and you are immediately on Harley right. Quinn, and then I, I'm going to interrupt you one more time. The first thirty minutes or forty minutes of the movie, every introduction has to have what what I'm calling like a um a football stadium rock song. Yeah. Or rap yeah. song. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes no sense because midway through the movie it never happens again. No. What? No. They've got ACDC, they've got uh, Well, no, 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 you can't say that because the end credits Okay, but the end credits <laughs> Right, but before, am I right? Yes, it it starts. What is the point of that? Yeah, it's. I mean, see, you're starting to hate the movie. You walked into this I, with me I, saying, I, "I still, I still, I was okay." I it's not my top movie of 2016. Right. I was entertained. Okay, fair and, enough. And I'll leave it at that. But then you get further into the film, and you see why these characters are locked up. Right. And so now you have a second introduction to Deadshot and sort of his quote-unquote origin story. Right. You have a second introduction to Harley Quinn. Right. And then you have a third introduction in the standard edition tell, giving more of a backstory to her. And in the That's right. extended edition, right. there's even more. You get a little more of her. You get a little more Killer Croc. And Which you get a little more of the Rick... Um, Rick Flag, the Rick Flag and Deadshot relationship. Yeah, um, but really, it doesn't change the movie. Well, Superman versus Batman that changed the movie for me yeah. when I watched the extended cut. Right, this doesn't. And Killer Croc gets no backstory in the standard edition, so you don't really know anything about him. Right, nothing. Right, Captain Boomerang, however, gets a backstory. Right, and I never didn't, and, and I didn't understand that. 
El Diablo gets is the only backstory that is timely and explains his character right. before he does what he does in the final scene. And probably the most emotional in the, of the group. Just and it it was well acted. Right. And the actor in my opinion, perfect casting for that role. Right. Was great. The special effects that they had around his character, awesome. And by the way, the scene where he, this is ridiculous that David Ayer would do this. The scene where he he takes out some of those what I'm calling charcoal headed yeah. minions, the yeah. guys that got like the giant blueberries on their head or yeah. whatever those blackberries. They actually use flamethrowers attached to when them they were, yeah. when they were shooting at the guys, yeah. and they lit guys on fire, mm-hmm. which you find out in the the uh, extras. Yeah, why I, would you even bother? I mean, to make it realistic, I, mean, it looks I guess. Cool, but yeah. I mean, they could have did that in CGI with yeah. no problem. There's just, it, you know, it is, it's DC's, well, it's Warner Brothers' attempt, in my opinion, to try to just so rapidly establish these franchises with Superman versus Batman. I think that was the issue, right? The issue was was that they're just trying to get these characters because they're so desperate to get to the Justice League, and they know they need to go through these channels to get to it. Right. And at, they're forcing it. They're forcing it, and at the very end, before the black and white credits roll, you get the introduction to the beginnings of the Justice League. And please, once again, explain to me, I'm giving away a little bit of the the end credit scene. Yes. She hands the guy an inkjet copy of a dossier that he already has on his back computer. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> Why? And what's the relevance of that? I mean, the only thing I can think of is, is it's meant to take place before he has it in the back computer. But it's it's so... It's so then a, he uploaded an inkjet copy yeah, yes, of the... he uh, scanned it. He made a PDF. <laughs> he, took a photo with, he took a photo with his phone and made a PDF. With his bat phone? Yes, he did. He okay. did. Um, the fact that Aflac is in this for... <laughs> As short amount of time and yeah. still like brings nothing to the character, right? Just I don't care, right? Um, w- there was one thing that that I had a question about in the end credits because again, you know, it's floating around on the internet if you want to go see what it's teeing up, which is it's teeing up the the characters for um, the Justice League. Why is the witch still attached? to the dossiers that he has when there's theoretically no witch at the end of the film. Right. Spoiler. But right. I didn't understand that. Her character is still listed along with uh, Aquaman. I, yeah. I guess. I don't really know what they're calling that character yet. Do, do we know? He's Aquaman. Is that is that yeah. how they're playing it out? Yeah. And uh, The Flash. Right. Whom... You get to see two of them in this film, and you don't see Aquaman at all. So he's the only new character you're going to see in Justice League. Right. Um, also, by the way, where was Wonder Woman? I mean, what were these? Were these guys right. all on vacation? She's practically godlike. She could have put this to rest so quickly. So is this an attempt to keep Suicide Squad on a on a sort of parallel track to Justice League, and right. eventually there's going to be a merge? Right of the Suicide Squad group and the Justice League for some sort of epic Avenger-style thing where they include Spider-Man. I mean, I'm I'm very... They include Spider-Man. Well, the last Avengers, or the last Captain America, which is essentially the Avengers. Right. Like, Spider-Man's in it. 
You did, know what I mean? Okay, right. Did you see the the new trailer for Homecoming? Yes. Okay. Which is there's heavy. a lot of there's a lot of Tony Stark. That's right. It's it's basically which is awesome. It's base it should have been called Iron Man and Spider Man holding hands. That's right. Because that's pretty much what this film is. But to get back to Suicide Squad, it just like. It made a ton of money. It was critically made a ton of money. Disappointing, surprisingly, but yet it was still considered a disappointment. And so my question is, would Will Smith do another one? Because of course he, he'll do another well, one. Well, I don't know. He's one of these weird guys that like he's done sequels, but he's backed away. I mean, look at Independence Day. Right. There's that was a monster, monster movie of right. its time. He's done Three Men in Black. You know why he'll do another one? Because if you watch the extras, those that the, that group of characters has so much fun off screen that it's like a party. Although I, he, you know, I was reading through how people really hate Jared Leto because of the shenanigans he Except pulled. Except for Jared Leto, right? And he was he, kind of the outsider of the group. He's sending them like severed yeah. heads in the mail, like just dead things like because of course he's method he's attempting to be the joker all the time right um so that's kind of annoying yes but i really like the only the only character i liked in this whole movie where i'm like yes i want more of it was ike Barinholtz playing the prison i don't even know what that is uh, he was the he's the guy who runs the prison he he's the guy who is sort of messing with the inmates and eventually gets the Joker catches up to him and does he die? It's unclear. You don't know. The assumption is no. He's probably working for okay, the Joker. Okay, I see him. So you're amused by him. Oh, I thought his character. When he, he was in Neighbors. What? Yes. In Neighbors too. And when he makes, when he. All right. He was born in Chicago. I like him. When he. When he <laughs> I'm not giving anything away here, but if you watch the first scene where he is interacting with Deadshot, and Deadshot is in the prison cell, and Deadshot threatens him, and he's just got this stupid look on his face, and, and he goes, you know you threatened an officer here, and he's like, oh yeah, what do you want to do about it? And he just looks at him, he goes, let's have some fun. And then they beat the crap yeah, out of him. It's right. just like, he's a he's a menacing guy who's really, you know, completely afraid of everyone, but just kind of has fun with it. And I'm like, that is, if that had been... Okay, let's compare it, which I tried to a little bit. This could have been Deadpool. For DC. It could have. This was their Deadpool. It could have. They had the chance. And it wasn't rated R. Which But it could have been it because should, those characters it, it should were have nasty. Been. It should have been. And they're But they were afraid. Right? Yeah. I mean Deadshot they tried to go very sentimental and right. you know, tie it to his kid. Harley was over the top all day. She could have gone R, no problem. Not a problem. She was dressed R most of the film. That is correct. So, but I will say this: a lot of people had an issue with her outfit compared to the outfit where, you know, it's the black and red single, you know, one piece uh, right. costume. Which at least they make an attempt to show which a couple is different. Times. Just a classic comic book cover. It is. You couldn't get a better cover than and that. And it's nice that they did that, right? Um, but I didn't understand the like no short short shorts. I mean, right, these right, things, right. I mean, there's nothing to the imagination left. Um, other than, you know, that's she's meant to be this incredible beauty who's just crazy inside. So if you watch the 4K UHD, the reason I would ask you to watch it, first of all, let us let me say this. 
If you get the 4K UHD, you can't watch the extended version on 4K UHD. It down, it, it goes back, right, to standard? It's the theatrical cut. Mm-hmm. So you got to watch both the Blu-ray and the 4K UHD to get both cuts, oh. which is completely ridiculous. But now if you're going to watch the 4K UHD, which is I had to do, um, the best part of that is the tattoo work. You will see, I mean, it's a gritty urban environment, mm-hmm. but they did this great job on tattoos on all of, of the major characters who have them. So, like Joker, Harley, um, Boomerang, yep. Diablo, Diablo. Yes. Enchantress. Yes. Lots of tattoo work. So Midway City is supposed to be based off of what? Because I know Gotham is supposed to be based off of New York. What is Midway? Essentially, good Any, question. Anything? I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, I don't really recall Midway ever being that big. The swamp prison is probably Louisiana somewhere. Yeah, right? it's it's Tennessee, Louisiana, Louisiana somewhere yeah. around there. But it, it just it these are locations that aren't really that they're not really relevant in the DC world. I mean, Midway is a little bit. Um, I don't know where Midway City. What the and it's my fault for not looking it up and finding. Yeah, it's just it was weird because again, you know, they reference Gotham a little bit, um, and maybe that's why. Maybe okay is always shown to be a city in the Midwest United States, loosely based on Chicago, Illinois. Okay, so that's why Batman's not there because it's too far away. Oh, it's too and far. And even though away. he has the Batwing, you know, it's just listen. Gas is expensive, right, and he, he just couldn't. No, it's not. It's two fifty a gallon. But not when you're flying the Batwing. That's got to take premium. Oh, and Wayne couldn't write that off. I mean, clearly okay. not. Um, okay. Uh, We've talked way too long. I'm going to say... <laughs> details on this. Two and a half stars out of four. Okay. Entertaining enough. See, you dropped a half star at least. No, I don't think since so. Since we started talking. No, I, I was entertained with it. All right. Um, extras. It, extras. It, I mean, I didn't see them because I only watched the standard. There's 90 minutes of extras broken up in about a half dozen featurettes. Uh, the gag reel is lame. Don't bother. There's a really nice 15-minute uh, look at the Joker and Harley Quinn cool. and their relationship with a lot of great comic book art and an interview Often with John Ostrander, who is the comic book writer who imagined, reimagined Suicide Squad in the late 80s and early 90s. Yeah. So that is awesome information to learn about Suicide Squad from an original source, except the guy, when he's on screen, has no front teeth. (laughs) I don't know what that means. It's a little... Wait. Off-putting, but is it in 4K UHD? And, and it's not in 4K okay, UHD, okay, so okay. I can deal with that. All right. And there's another 23 minutes on the overall look of the Suicide Squad and its history. So that's also like really great, which is part of. Um, I got that messed up. So the 23 minutes is where John Ostrander's talking, and the other stuff with um, Harley Quinn and the Joker also good stuff. Yeah, I could have watched two hours on Harley Quinn and the Joker and yeah. their history and origin. That would have been great. I, I mean, didn't get it. There could have just been a prequel, which was just the two of them setting this film up. Right. And it would have been fine. That would have been the, fine. There the would have jo- been more than enough. If the Joker had a standalone film where he wasn't really going up against Batman, but maybe it was just the origins of the Joker, right. I'd be down for that. I would sure. watch that in a heartbeat. And I don't think he played a bad Joker. Again, you can't compare him to Heath Ledger's Joker because that's just a completely different... This is the more kind of goofy, 
Joker a lot of times where he's very outlandish. So I'm giving Suicide Squad, based on the 4K UHD package, 1.5 stars because it really killed me that I had to watch the movie twice. And I'm sort of finding with 4K UHD, I think it seems like because of the size of the film itself, there's no room left on the Blu-ray for anything else. That's correct. Yeah. I don't know how how you fix that. And also, the other thing I'm noticing, films, the 4K UHD is is right now not currently a standard that they're shooting the master in. So they're upscaling it from 2K. So you're really not getting... A true, experience. a better experience, yeah. even though it's upscaled and it's got HDR on it. And, and so, anyway, yeah. that's where I'm at. Okay, we're gonna take a break because we have talked way too long. I got on a this. towel off, and uh, we'll come back and we'll talk. Jason, Jason Bourne, Bourne for thirty seconds. No, come on, we'll be back. Communities Digital News, built by the writers and editors that deliver the news twenty four hours a day. Visit comdiginews.com. That's C-O-M-M-D-I-G-I news.com and support the next evolution in news. Okay, so let's talk Jason Bourne. I had an issue, which I have with some other films, and I don't know if you had this problem. You cannot skip past the previews in the beginning before the film starts. It doesn't matter what... What you do. I don't remember noticing. Oh, because I watched the 4K UHD version. There Correct. was no previews. You, don't, you can't fit anything else in it. <laughs> but if you watch the standard Blu-ray edition, you must watch previews, and you cannot bypass the menu regardless of what you do. And would you get stuck watching? Uh, you remember? I, I hit fast forward so I could at least not right. have to deal with it. Um, but that's annoying. Uh, but in general, Jason Bourne is, what, the fifth... I guess you want to call it the fifth one because they had the Bourne legacy. The f- that's with, right, with Jeremy f- Renner. So yeah. it's the fifth Jason Bourne right film. Mm-hmm. Matt Damon reprises his role after a, an extended period of time of not being involved in it. Oh, and the director comes back. And you know what's his name? You could tell it wasn't it wasn't as good as some of the originals. And I think you could the way I could tell it was at the very end they messed with the closing scene uh, song. That they always use Moby's um, Moby's song. I Is can't... that why there was extras all over the place on Moby? Yeah. Okay. Probably. Um, in this film, you were reacquainted with Jason Bourne, who has been off the grid for a very long time and trying to live that way. And one of his former accomplices slash nemesis at one point, played by Julia Stiles, uh, comes uh, back into his life and sort of targets him by the CIA again, and it is a rehash. But she's helping him find his daddy. She's he- yes, she's helping him piece together more of his life before the Blackwater, Black yeah Blackwater right. I can't remember the name of it because there's one of the ops. there's so many of them. The first op that he's in. Right. Um, they start out with a scene where they're showing his back. He's without a shirt. He's still got the bullet hole scars in, the, in his back. Um, it's typical Jason Bourne, a couple high-speed chases. Um, but I found at times there were just a few places where it was a little um, spastic almost. It just... Uh, 
I I thought it was a um, slightly meandering plot. Just twi- waiting for the next action scene. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? It would go, 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 action scene, action scene, action scene, go, 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 go. But it's director, what I said before, Paul Greengrass, who got together with Matt again because Matt wasn't going to do one unless Paul agreed to direct. Right. So. And Paul has done all of them except for this. The, Is that right? I think he's done them all except for Legacy with yeah. Jeremy Renner. You're Which, probably right. I don't know why they call it that because his character is not, not Jason Bourne. Right. Um, you have in in this film multiple villains um, who are almost at the same level. So you don't have that typical bad guy with a lower tier bad guy that's still a bad guy, but not as bad as the main boss. Right. They're pretty equal. You have a CIA. Uh, data analyst um, who you can't really tell if she's good or if she's bad, and I think it's still unclear. Wasn't that like the Julia Stiles character? It was. This one's a, she's she's more aspiring for her career. Tommy Lee Jones, right, is the director of the CIA. Um, That's pretty cool. Which is pretty cool, although he looks extraordinarily <laughs> rough. Yeah. And yeah, look at him in 4K UHD. <laughs> Man, there were some times where even in the regular Blu-ray, the bags around his eyes, I don't know if they added something to him or didn't or made him not have any makeup, but wow. Age crevices. Just, I mean, a lot of sagging skin on his face. There were times. Jowls. There were times, honestly, I didn't think it was him because he just looked yeah. really rough. Um the standard edition Blu-ray you can get um, with the Blu-ray DVD and digital download, which you can do it in ultraviolet, or you can download it onto your local machine, which is always a plus for me because I don't want to run ultraviolet on a separate app. I'd like to be able to take it with me and put it wherever I want. So that's nice. The film itself, not as good as the you know the the first set. Uh, I mean, really, the all of them are not bad. It's it's a you know typical formula, and I think in some ways that's maybe where. I fell off a little bit with it was because it just seemed like it's it's a rehash of the same story again. Right. Um, and I would like to see something original. The high speed chase through Las Vegas where they shut down the Vegas Strip. Yep. Awesome. Yep. Very cool. The high speed chase on a police motorcycle. Yep. Also awesome. Very well shot. Um, but yes, there were times where it was a lot of action and then nothing. And then a lot of action, and then just like let's accelerate to the next action point, so we don't lose this momentum. Um, right. The um, this might be a rare instance. The 4K UHD actually uses the 4K digital intermediate source, so now it really does look 4K. So when you're watching locations like in Athens, Greece, Langley, Virginia, Berlin, Vegas, as you mentioned, you really feel like you're there. Yeah. I mean, it's that clear. There was a point in the movie where um, in Athens, you look out a window and you're looking. It, it makes you feel like you're looking through a window because there was a, a riot going on right. below. And it was just so realistic. It was there. And you're I will there. say from a s- cinematic standpoint, that riot was beautifully shot yeah. and and the choreography of yep. that whole thing is just immense and the amount of real estate that it covers and the amount of extras they had to have used you know just throughout the filming and you know obviously they're they're setting up different shots and everything 
but that's a lot of real estate to cover. I mean, a very vast amount of land that right. they're covering where the rioting and things are burning. I mean, it's a it's an expensive scene for sure. sure. Um, and so, all the close quarters combat is, of course, great, beautiful. Um, but, Couldn't be better. So. If I had to rank it, it's you know on the lower end of the Jason Bourne films. Right. It's not as bad as Legacy with Jeremy Renner, which was unnecessary. So it beats that one out. So out of four stars, which we are apparently going to start doing now. Okay. Two and two and two thirds. Two and two thirds. I'll give it a solid two and a half. Okay. Okay. The extras, and remember, I'm not. I'm not giving this on the film. I'm giving it on the package. So everything involved here gives me a two and a half. You get 47 minutes of extras, uh, the featurettes, the two that I really enjoyed. There's eight minutes on that chase, chase, chase scene in Vegas, yep. which is worth watching. And then there's an eight, another eight minutes on what Damon had to do to get physically ready for some of these um, bare-knuckle boxing yep. scenes, yep. which is definitely worth it, and the boxers involved in it. For being a guy who's in his late 40s, right. much like Hugh Jackman playing Wolverine, He's pretty ripped, and it takes yeah. and and you can definitely tell that it takes a lot more for him to condition himself to look right. like that and have that physique as he gets older. So it's more work for him. I can maybe see him doing one more of these. And, oh yeah, and that's, that's Green Grass will do another one. I think so. Um, I don't know. Do you know how it did overall? Did it did four tw- four fifteen? Okay, so they'll make another one. Yeah, it did almost four times what it. Yeah, the budget. Then, then don't now make it's no Kubo and the two strings. But of course, I can't talk about that yet because I'm someone still sorry. hasn't looked at it. Listen, even yeah. though it's probably considered what one of the best animated films of the year, according to who? According to iTunes. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Okay. All right. Are we done with yes, this? Yes, we're done. We're gonna come back. We're gonna do your DVD. Blu-ray. Blu-ray slash 4K UHD. I'm going to rip titles and you can tell me what you think. Okay, sounds good. We'll be back. Communities Digital News, built by the writers and editors that deliver the news 24 hours a day. Visit comdiginews.com. That's C-O-M-M-D-I-G-I news.com. And support the next evolution in news. You ready? Breaking down Blu-ray and all good How much stuff. time do I got? You know, whatever you need. We can make it fast. Thank you. Uh, all right. So every year I get a bunch of Blu-ray collections or sets together and offer them as my Blu-ray holiday picks. They're not holiday-themed films. They're just great things to buy and enjoy for the um, cinemaphile and the TV binge-watcher in the family. So my first one is Freaks and Geeks, the complete series. Okay. That's good. the... Paul Feig produced. It's Judd Apatow's. It's created by Paul Feig and Judd, Judd Apatow. Right, and right? it's got James Franco, Seth Rogen. That's right, so you know it. It's the, it's the, the origins of, you know, basically all these guys. If you even, even like this show a smidge, you must own this because yep. it is insane how many extras they cram into this. Yep. I'm just telling you. I just want to point out, I think it's insane how they have all that stuff. Because that shows that yeah. shows what twenty years old. That's right, easily. That's right, and the fact and these, that they have that these is, goofballs on each episode, they rescanned it to four K and from the thirty five millimeter negatives, you get you can get the 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 TV box aspect ratio and a yeah. full screen. 
yep. aspect ratio. No, they did it right. It's more than you'd ever want to do. Okay, next. Falling Skies, the complete series. That's Pass. the Steven Spielberg-produced extraterrestrial series. I liked it. I gave up at about the last season of it, but I'm going to go back and enjoy it. You have fun with that. Star Trek, 50th anniversary TV and movie collection. It's everything you want from the original series. Yep. Everything, including the cartoon series. Yep. Including a new documentary, yep. multi-part. Yep. All good. Oh, and you get a Starfleet pin, which is kind of neat, with the Trek 50 logo on it. Nice. Um, Game of Thrones, complete seasons one to six. Mm-hmm. On Blu-ray. Yes, and six just came out. And, by the way, by far, the best extras ever in a Blu-ray collection. Absolutely. Ever. Every time these guys put one of these out, they've got these animated backstories, like usually a couple dozen of them. Yep. That are just so deep. I mean, HBO does a good job about doing first looks and all this other stuff. Right. So all this stuff is highly detailed anyway. And then they throw it together and they're like, well, we might as well it's do everything else. Great package. I mean, they're making so much money off of these Blu-rays anyway. It's right. ridiculous. But they give you something for, for it. sure. Um, this one's a little odd. Sound breaking. It's the stories from cutting edge of recorded music. It's an eight part series on PBS that talks about the history of recorded music. Yep. Paul McCartney, you name it, uh, is in this um Footage of Amy Winehouse, The Who, Stevie Wonder, Johnny Cash, Run DMC. Okay, Twin Twin Peaks, the original series, Firewalk With Me, and the missing pieces of that movie. Okay, I can do with everything but Firewalk With Me. I'm good on everything else. I know, but didn't you think they need to put that in there? They need to put it in there. For the completest, the purest. But it's a horrible movie, moving It is a horror movie. But the the show is is great. It's coming back in April of 2017 with most of the original cast, some of which are dead, so they will not be coming back, some of which have retired. But for the most part, it's going to be awesome. Uh, best extra <laughs> is an hour-long roundtable at a coffee shop where he's, where David Lynch sits around with... Um, Kyle McLaughlin? Cup, yeah. Of Have course. you seen that? Yeah. They hang out and they're just, just like just drinking, drinking a cup coffee. of coffee. Yeah, because it's damn about fine the, coffee. Right. Okay. 2016 World Series Collector's Edition. You betcha. Because it's the Cubs. Yeah, good for you. The Cubs. Okay. Move along. Dexter, the complete series. Okay. Dexter's a great yeah. show. It's eight eight seasons worth, 96 episodes. It's I fantastic. I can't say all seasons were great, but, you know. Overall. Overall. Okay, animation. Beauty and the Beast, 25th anniversary edition, Walt Disney. Beauty and the Beast, classic, animated. I know you don't care, but your kids would I probably mean, I mean, love it. I've seen it many times. Okay, and there's a live-action movie coming out next Correct, year. which is why I'm... Yeah, okay. That's okay. The Transformers, the movie, 30th anniversary edition in a steel book case. It's from the mid-80s. It had Orson Welles as the all-powerful power planet-consuming Unicron. I owned a Unicron at some point. Um, I completely forgot that there was actually a movie in the 80s. There was a movie. I totally and, forgot and about that. Autobots fall, many fall, to the Decepticons. Huh. Yeah, there's some murdering going on. Interesting. The Iron Giant Signature Edition. Amazing. Very important. Yes. Because that was like Brad Bird's flop. Unnecessary flop. Unnecessary flop, yes. which you learn in the extras. Yeah. Um, it just, uh, you know, that movie is like I was cinema gold. captivated yeah. when my kid was growing up yep. watching that movie. Yep. It was that good. And they went back and they remastered the whole thing again, and it just looks even better than it did the first time around. That's right. 
Okay, movies. Mad Max High Octane Collection. It's all of the Mad Max movies, yep. including the new latest one, the George Miller latest, mm-hmm. with um, Tom Hardy. Tom and... Hardy. They also include a black and white version of that movie. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. I wouldn't go out of my way to buy it. Yeah. But it definitely yeah, it's looks a little unnecessary. pretty great. Uh, Taxi Driver, 40th anniversary. Awesome. How do you not? Right? The Marx Brothers Silver Screen Collection. You're getting coconuts, animal crackers, monkey business, horse feathers, duck soup, black and white. You will definitely laugh at these guys. Yep. No chance you don't. Citizen Kane, 75th anniversary edition. If you have anything at all involved in film history or you like movies, you have to at least say you've watched this movie at least once. Um, the Bourne Ultimate Collection. The Bourne Ultimate Collection. All yep. five movies, yep. including the latest one we just talked about. Mm-hmm. And that's Put fairly, in one piece. And that's right fairly there. new, too. That's fairly new, too. Uh, Gregory Peck Centennial Collection. You get Cape Fear and To Kill a Mockingbird, and he won an Oscar for To Kill a Mockingbird. Correct. Can't go wrong there. Nope. Labyrinth. 30th Anniversary Edition. Don't you mean Labyrinth? Labyrinth. 30th. How macabre of you. Thank you. Macabre. Um, it's David Bowie. This was a bizarre movie. I did watch it again. Really? Bizarre? Jim Henson directed, executive produced by George Lucas, written by Monty Python's Terry Jones. Yes. What do you expect from that? It's like a musical. It's yes. basically a musical fantasy. It's so bizarre. With um, David Bowie, as you had said, is the Goblin King. Yes. And a lot of Muppets running around. And Jennifer Jennifer Connelly as the girl who has to get her brother back. A very young Jennifer Connelly. Very young. And I'll conclude with the Prince movie collection. And I only say that because he passed away and he was a fantastic musician. And if you've never seen Purple Rain... You might as well buy this set because you get Purple Rain, you get Graffiti Bridge, and you get Under the Cherry Moon. Now, the latter two, eh, but you get great performances out of him in Purple Rain. Sounds good. Classic songs. So next time, we're going to break down some of the best holiday films of all time, and we will have our list of our top 10 overall best films of 2016. Really? Really? We will. Okay. We're gonna and do I'm it. probably going to do a quick roundup on... Action figure pop culture collectibles. Cool. Okay. Great. Great. Thank you for in- indulging us. Thank you for indulging us. That's all you got? <laughs> and you know. You know I appreciate this. Hey, it's all good. And it's we, all fun. And we have polka at the end. And you've and, gotten me a polka. And it's there. And, and I, But you're going to bump it to the front. When's that going to happen? You, know, you seem to think that this after generic rock music you put in the front works. After the new year, we'll That's get to fine. it. My name is Todd Stowell. I'm still Joe Zadkowski. And you've been listening to the Zadzooks Happy Hour. Thank you so much. For sure. For sure.